What's up everybody? This is Wonderson DeSantos here directly from Miami with the BJJ Combat News. And today we're gonna talk about the UFC 272, which was an amazing event from top to bottom. The main card was amazing. And we're gonna focus right now on the main card. The, main, the, the first fight of the main card was against between Sergey Spivak and Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy coming out of two losses had to get the win. And we all know that Greg Hardy can finish anybody with one punch. And of course, Sergey knew that. That's why he had a, a perfect game plan. He was able to close the, distance, close the distance, dominate Greg Hardy and take him down. Greg Hardy even was able to defend a little bit, but after a few uh, tries, Sergey was able to, do, to mount uh, Greg Hardy, throw a few big bombs and the fight was stopped with a TKO. For Greg Hardy now, with three losses in knockout, his future is uncertain in the UFC. Meanwhile, Sergey's probably gonna get a, a top five or a title fight in the next few fights. A, a title fight in the next fight. Uh, the next fight of the card was between Kevin Holland and Alex Oliveira. Kevin Holland lost trash talk and he was trash talking again on this new phase of his career. Moving down to the 170, Alex Oliveira wanted to impose his will and show that that division was his. He had a very different game. Usually he's very loopy all over the place, being a wild man as he is. But for that fight, he was very composed. He had a really good game plan and pretty much won the first round. But when the second round came, everything changed. Holland came and threw a big right hand, dropped Oliveira, followed by a few punches. And again, another TKO. I was done and Holland had a successful uh, new phase in this 170, a successful debut in the 170 division. The next fight was between Edson Barboza and Bryce Mitchell. We all know that Edson Barboza is one of the best knockout artists in the UFC. He owns one of the best knockouts finished that ever existed. They're always played in the highlight heels in the UFC. And now in this new division on the featherweight, he had to go against one of the most grueling fighters in Bryce Mitchell. Bryce Mitchell really was able to impose his game also. Even though at the beginning, Oliveira was able to keep the distance with some powerful kicks, eventually he was taken down by Bryce Mitchell. Once he was on the floor, Bryce Mitchell was able to dominate completely. Uh, the only time that Oliveira was able to create any dangers was one time that he went for a triangle. But beside that, he was very stagnated in the garden. I wish he was able to like move more his hip to at least push uh, Bryce away and get up and develop his game. But here you go. Props to, to Bryce Mitchell for controlling such a great striker, a top 10 contender, and now be ready probably to fight uh, for a title fight in the next fights. After that, the co-main event actually a five-round fight, which is never happened in a Kome event. The fight between Rafael Dos Anjos and Renato Moicano. Renato Moicano actually was a last-minute replacement. He, was, he flew from Brazil here in just two days, caught in the weight, and was there ready to fight a catchweight fight of 160 pounds against Rafael Dos Anjos. And again, another grueling fight. Rafael Dos Anjos showed that he really was ready for a five-round fight. He was able to control and, and dominate um, Moicano not only on the stand-up but also on the ground. The fight actually was really close to being stopped multiple times. The doctor even checked Moicano twice and asked him if he wanted to continue to fight. But, but Moicano, as a stud, the stud that he is, kept fighting and never gave up. They went all the five rounds where Rafael Dos Anjos dominated but he wasn't able to get a finish. And here we are, 
the last fight of the night, the main event, the fight between Kobe Covington and Jorge Masvidal. Covington, that is my teammate, had a very unorthodox approach to his striking. He would come with some crazy looping punches followed by high kicks that really allowed him to close the distance and use his great wrestling that we say was going to be one of his strengths last week. Jorge even said after the, the fight in the post-conference that his only chance that he had really was on the fourth round when he knocked down Covington, but because he thought Covington was going to come back, he didn't capitalize on the opportunity. The rest of the fight, it was pretty much a dominant performance by Covington when he was able, like I say, using those dynamic and unorthodox striking that he probably learned from Master Cesar Carnado and Master and keep uh, Jorge on his toes because he was always expecting for a takedown. Because of that, he was able to use those looping punches and take him down and eventually just win the fight with a dominant performance from the top. And you think after all of this trash talk, these two former teammates, roommates, and friends would hug it out after at the end of the fight, but that just didn't happen. At the end of the fight, they're still trash talking to each other. And they both say in the post-conference, they, they, they'll meet again in the street, they'll fight, even on the parking lot. So we shall see what the future awaits for, for these two great fighters. That was it for today, guys. I hope you enjoy your show here at the BJJ Combat News. See you guys next time. The Pod Matrix.